As I mentioned earlier, we are beginning today a series in the, in the Holy Spirit. Particularly, we are going to be speaking about nine very important words throughout the following 13 weeks. That doesn't match. But bear with me, it will. Nine words that as I was sharing with the upper class people of our summer camp, these are the 6th and 7th graders that think they are high schoolers. They're out there. They're hilarious. They think they got it all figured out. But they don't know is that I've done the same thing or probably worse. (laughs) But they're wonderful kids. But we're talking about nine words with them. And we're saying that these nine words are actually going to help them through life. Because these nine words represent how God wants us to be with one another and even with ourselves. The first word that we talk about is love. The second word is joy. Then we have peace. But you know what these words are actually called in Scripture? The fruit of the Spirit. But if I say the fruit of the Spirit, they really wouldn't have the meaning than when I say nine words that God wants you to live by. See the difference? How one communicates one religious theme and the other communicates life and transformation? Well, this is what we want to do. Every Sunday, starting next Sunday, the worship team and I wreck some havoc and we, we, we decided to give you, every one of you who come every Sunday a refrigerator magnet with a word for the week. <laughs> the word for the week will be love next week. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so should you come next week, you will leave with your refrigerator, refrigerator, refrigerator magnet. I got to say that slow. Your refrigerator magnet, your ice box magnet. <laughs> That's easier. <laughs> And as the weeks go by, then you will take a second one as we preach on the word of joy. Then you'll take a third one as we preach on goodness. Look what goodness has. Good food. See? So that by the end of the summer, you will have a collection of all nine words in your refrigerator and may help you to be reminded how God wants us to be, Carl, with one another. Right, Charlie and Shirley, with one another, with one another. That's that's the idea. The idea also is to make these messages memorable to you, to your heart. Look how pretty faithfulness is. They're pretty. Uh, uh, We have plenty. So if you want a complete set, you must come to all nine services. You know I live by grace. So I have some extra ones in my pocket. Just come check me out in the office because I know where the stash is at. Okay? Let's look together in our words, in the word this morning. We are preaching this morning out of the Old Testament. We are taking the scripture from the prophet Ezekiel. And Ezekiel is going to speak to us about mighty and powerful winds. Listen to and for the word of God as I read Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 1 through 14. The Lord took hold of me 
and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me around uh, among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he said to me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. Then the Lord said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you living again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I spoke this message just as he told me. Suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscles and flesh form over the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies. Then they still had no breath in them. Then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds. Son of man, speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, O breath from the four winds, breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. So I spoke the message as he commanded me and, the, and breath came into their bodies they all came to life and stood up in their feet like a great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying, We have become old, dry bones. All hope is gone. Our nation is finished. Therefore prophesy to them and say, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. O oh, my people, I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, O oh, my people, you will know that I am the Lord and I will put my spirit in you and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I am the Lord, have spoken, and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. This is the word of the Lord. Powerful winds is an amazing experience. I remember as a young man in Puerto Rico when the hurricanes or, or tropical storms would come close to the island, I was not afraid of the tropical storms because they were not as bad as the hurricanes two different scenarios. I would grab my, my sheet from my bed. I would take my mother's broom 
hidden from her, and I would get in the bicycle, and I would go up and down the street with my new sail as the winds were pushing up the bicycle, up and down, and I didn't have to paddle. It was a wonderful childhood experience. But winds can be wonderful. You see, winds can be amazing. What the wind is, is basically air moving. When air is stagnant, nothing really happens. But the air has to move in order for the air to do what is accomplished and what is called to do. In nature, it is amazing that wind, as we were sharing with the children, wind is very refreshing. Wind is indicative of maybe future weather. I remember people who say, it smells like rain. Have you met people like that? Yes, in the country, and, and, and they have moved in the city. They say, it smells like snow. They can see the sky. This is a snow sky. They can tell when it's going to be that kind of weather. Also, uh, the wind spreads the seeds. Did you know that? If there was no wind, there would probably be no rice. There'd be no weeds either. But the wind also helps to spread the weeds, and it actually uh, removes layers of the old soil and minerals and replaces it with brand new soil and minerals, and thus the wind actually helps for things to grow. In nature, the wind also picks up things and moves them over. Did you know that the wind actually is very helpful for plants to become strengthened? Because if there is no wind, the root system will not have to work to go deeper or sideways to grab with another one. Therefore, the wind is very imperative for plants to grow. Wind carries smells, like I mentioned earlier, good ones as well as bad ones. Wind communicates sounds. The sound travels through the mountains, through the hills, and that is because of the wind. And the wind also clears the smoke and the fog out of places. Wind comes as a soft breeze from the ocean, from the lake. The wind also comes fresh from the mountains. And as we even approach the waterfalls, the waterfalls that I love so much, they create that lovely pleasurable whirlwind of water and cold breezes. In Scripture, winds carry out a very important duty. From the beginning in the book of Genesis, we hear the wind of God moving over the, the emptiness of the creation. And suddenly God said, Let there be light, and there was light. So from the beginning in Scripture, wind creates. Wind creates things from out of nothing. The wind speaks to people in Scripture. In Scripture, we also find wind that divides waters. Wind that divides waters more than one time. Wind that move over people, as we read with Ezekiel. Winds that strengthen people, but also wind that swirls in fire and carries the saints up to the Lord's house. In Scripture, we find the wind that refreshes we find the wind that covers people during the day and moves like a cloud of fire during the night. In Scripture, we also find the wind carves out the pathway. The wind molds and transforms. The wind is actually, in Scripture, a metaphor for God in the move, for God blessing you, for God blessing me, to the refreshing wind of God's Spirit. The purpose of the wind in Scripture is always to carry out God's perfect power and God's perfect purposes, not only in society, not only in the world, but in your life and in my life individually. 
in Scripture. The psalmist was inspired by the wind. The prophets were taken up by the wind, and Christ breathed a new wind to his disciples. In Scripture, we hear of a mighty wind on a day like today. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where there was where they were sitting, the apostles. That is, then. What looked like a flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each one of them, and everyone there was experiencing the feeling of the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit of God gave them this ability. This is what the wind of God can do in our lives. It can bring Pentecost, which it did two thousand years ago. And my question for you this morning. What is Pentecost for you today? What was your Pentecost in the last few days? Is it only speaking in tongues? Because let me clarify something. This issue in chapter two of Acts has nothing to do with the gift of tongues that Paul refers in chapter fourteen of First Corinthians. This issue of tongues has to do with the ability of individuals communicating the gospel to every reasonable person that was able to listen. It is the opposite of Babel, if you think about it. In Babel, the Lord God confounded the languages, confused the languages, because it was man's intention to reach up to God, and men and women and humanity do not have the ability to reach up to God. So God confounded them and confused them. In God's own time, God then sends God's Spirit and is. Is able. It gives the ability to all these disciples to speak in the tongues of those that were there, so that the one message from God, that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, would be given to all that were once confounded. Now they're getting it in their own particular national language. That is the purpose of what happened in Acts chapter two. The wind was loud that that morning. The wind was scary, and even it was overwhelming to some of the residents in that room. The wind was powerful, mighty, and strong. But have this very clear, my dear sister and brother: the wind was from God. The wind was God. However, I have to share with you that winds can also be destructive. Winds can create demise. We see it here, not lately, and I hope not soon. But with those tornadoes, child, I tell you. Those are worse than hurricanes. At least we can prepare. You see, winds can destroy. They can divide. They can lift soil to blind you and confuse you and to get you lost. They can create a powerful sandstorm or soil storm that will get you lost, no matter where you are. Powerful winds can destroy with fire, with tornadoes. Have you heard that new word? Fire tornadoes. Can actually take place. They are so powerful that they will tear apart, split, divide, knock down, and tear over. They will create tornadoes, hurricanes, wind walls, sandstorms, and blizzards. What else can winds do to destroy? Because there are dangerous updrafts, dangerous downdrafts, and sidedrafts that we only hear when pilots are having trouble flying airplanes. They can be dangerous up there with those side up and down drafts. But beloved. Every time that that we have calamities, we even tend to use the language of the weather and wind. How many of you have said, "Oh, it was all blown away," or have, perhaps you have said, "Oh, it was gone with the wind"? Uh, historical novel around here, or maybe you could say, "As something just it flew all away, 
and you lost it. We even blame the wind to, as we describe some of our calamities. But my dear sister, my dear brother, I am here not to tell you about the badness of the wind. I am here to proclaim to you about the goodness of God's wind. Because God's wind is the wind of God that drives you, that pushes you, that inspires you, that motivates you to walk and live in the kingdom of God. Those are fair, powerful winds. The winds that move you, that encourage you to get deeper and deeper into the kingdom of God Almighty. Our text this morning is the famous story of Ezekiel prophesying over those dry valley of the dry bones. Songs have been written. Paintings have been, have been painted on that issue. However, the most amazing thing is that God is in charge. And the amazing word that I found again is that these bones at one time they were alive. At one time they were alive. At one time they had, they had life in them. And suddenly, for whatever reason, they were dead, they were dry, they had no hope. But God, in God's mercy, in God's grace, with God's own faith and God's own spirit, begins through the rattling of the wind over the bones, and the bones that were now without hope, the bones that were now without love, the bones that were now without faith, now are receiving faith, now are receiving hope, now are receiving again, like it says three times, again it was receiving life. God's powerful winds gives you newness of life. God's powerful winds rebuilds that which has been torn down by other winds. God's powerful wind gives you life, gives you God's own life, which is eternal life. God's powerful wind rebuilds. God's powerful wind renews your life. God's powerful wind restores. It gives you newness of birth, rebirth, refreshes. And guess what? lives, communes, and resides in, within, and around you. Can I say that again? God's own Spirit lives within you, around you, and resides in you. It is God's Spirit the source of your truth. It is God's wind the source of your life. It is God's wind the source of your strength when you are weak, when you are failing, when you are doubting, when you are just had it. God's wind can give you that strength again. It is your source for comfort, your source for peace, and your source for patience. It is your source of inspiration, motivation, and even recreation. It is your source of creativity. It is God's source of innovation, and it is God's source of transformation. The wind blows wherever it wants, says the Gospel of John. Just as you, as you can hear the wind but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going, so you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. The text simply implies, as Jesus is saying it to Nicodemus, that, hey, you guys belong to the Spirit. You do not belong to a highly structured, organized lifestyle that gives you every moment, every second of the day, what you are to do. Oh, yes, we may have our constitutional every morning. Thank God for that. But besides that, there is no certainty. There is no certainty in our lives. But the fact that Jesus is our Savior and your Lord. There is a lot, of, uh, uh, a lot of uncertainty when we live by the Spirit, and it is good, and it is intended that way. You see, this Spirit is the one that moves you, that pushes you, that blows on you. It will frazzle you, it will scare you, it will surprise you, and it will even speak 
to, the, to your deepest part of your hearts. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of attitudes in your lives. The Holy Spirit is the source of your love. The Holy Spirit is the source of your joy. The Holy Spirit is the source, the only source of your peace, the source of patience, the source of kindness, the source of goodness, of faithfulness, of gentleness, and self-control. And the apostle adds to that list, and there is no law. I repeat, there is no law against any of those things. My question to you, have you been feeling the breeze of the Spirit in the last few months here at Light of Hope? Have you been sensing the push of the Spirit, the moving of God's Spirit in your lives as we illustrated not only with the wind socks here and outside, but as we illustrated with the life that we're sharing with families in our neighborhood? This is what we are called to do. We are called to worship God and to be kind to one another, to be God's Spirit, to be Jesus and see Jesus in others. Would you like to be filled with the comfort, the words of assurance and inspiration of God's breath? Just ask for it, and God will do it. Amen. And let this be the prayer from all of us here at Light of Hope for your life.